Show number 157 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Finally. I think we should start this show with a big, huge fuck you <laughs> to technology. <laughs> Technology tried its hardest to keep us from doing this show just for the last, what, half hour? Um, at, at least. <laughs> we have turned everything on and off and rebooted and fiddled with settings, and now we can actually hear each other, and hopefully we are recording. Oh, my God. That's crazy. All right. Okay, so this is how bad it was. At one point, all we had was video for the longest time, and I was so frustrated <laughs> that I made a little sign to hold up to the camera to tell Lena to go to iChat. It worked. It totally worked. I like the low-tech solution. That was very clever of you. Very, very uh, Next clever. was going to be smoke signals. Yeah. <laughs> ASL, American Sign Language. You could have been spelling things out. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Okay, so let's talk fast before computer before they realize, crash. Yeah, before they burn. realize we've ha- we're having some success. Okay, um, the very first thing I wanted to say was just something extremely silly that I saw, and Will Wheaton tweeted this, and I thought you would appreciate it. I thought everybody would appreciate it, and it was a tweet from someone who said that when watching TOS in the very beginning. She thought that the captain's last name was Zlog, Z-L-O-G, because he started every episode that way. Oh, my God. I just thought that was so funny. That is so funny. So, and, and you know what? I am so surprised they don't use that for, for the captain's name, on, for Biff Brannigan's name on uh, Futurama. Futurama. They should. Well, there, there, should be, there should be a fan, a fan fic that has a captain's log in it because that is too funny. Anyway, that was it. That was my 15-second <laughs> joke that I wanted to pass along. I really want that. So what did this person think when they, they called him Captain Kirk? Just that, oh, that's what she corrected didn't say. Her. The tweet was just she thought his name was Captain's Log. That was it. <laughs> so funny. I love that. That's great. Um, okay, I wanted to say that this very weekend that we're recording right now is in fact Shatner weekend, and we're not there. And no, we're not there. But we want to wish a, a hello and a happy good time to everybody who is there. Yes, and Bill's been tweeting about it. In fact, he tweeted uh, the picture that everyone had taken with him yesterday. Right, fan, and quite a crowd. Mm-hmm. It looked really big, so that's nice. Lots of people there. Yeah. Um, beautiful weekend, so it looked like it was going to be great, and. Um, Maybe we'll go back one day. Who knows? But not this year. Not this year. No, we've we've been doing too much too much else. But anyway, I'm sure everybody is having a wonderful time, and uh, I hope they're raising lots of money. Yeah, and hopefully we will have some reports on the Shatner weekend. Um, they'll probably be posted over on the Shatner board. So right, right, yeah. yeah we'll be able to see what happened and where they went and what the fun stuff was and all mm-hmm. the cool things that they did. Yes, and so Bill's tour is now over. Yes. It, it ended in Detroit, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to mention that um, for Bill's birthday, you know, Liz, his wife, had uh, wanted to get him up to um, one million Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were successful, and they had said Bill would have dinner with the million follower. And the million follower um, wrote a little something up and posted it on the Internet about, um, you know, how fun and exciting it was for him and his wife to go to dinner with Bill and Liz after the show. And, of course, you know, Bill's PR rep and other people were along. But um, he said it was it was just wonderful. Bill put them at ease, and they talked about all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure it was a wonderful thing, and I would have paid a lot of money for that privilege. Well, and he said Bill seemed very interested <laughs> in this guy. Put it much better than I'm going to, to. But um, what life is like when you're not famous? Bill would be interested in everything that you had to say because Bill is just interested in everything. Right, right. You know, and if you were a, a pastry chef or whatever, he'd want mm-hmm. to know about that. You know what he, what that's like. What pastry chefing is like. Yes, because all little boys want to know that. Pastry chefing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have another very quick one before we get into a, a deeper topic. Okay, I hope it's as funny as Captain's Log. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, there was a picture of Bill wearing a Ghostbusters proton pack. Oh, yes. That was making the rounds of the internet. And people, some people got very excited because they thought, oh, my God, he's going to be in a Ghostbusters movie. No, 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 no. This was just a picture from Weird or What, and who knows why he had it on. Yes. Um, but it, the place I saw it was posted at Nidorama, which they're, uh, they have great things all the time. And the best thing was the caption underneath the photo, which says, he does this to humble to look like one of us. Remember, the Shatner does not need a proton pack to bust ghosts. They dissipate before him at his will. This is true. As all um, supernatural woo-woo does. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that, that was, I just thought that was really good. But it's a funny picture of him. The lighting is kind of weird, and he looks very serious. And I'm sure he has no idea what he's holding right. or why it's on his back or why it's funny or anything like that. They just put it on him, and he said, yep, okay, let's do it. Well, and the thing is, it, 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 was, it was a believable rumor because there has been so much talk about, yes, they are doing an, another Ghostbusters mm-hmm. movie, but no, Bill Murray's not going to be in it, and who could possibly replace Bill Murray, you know, and everything. So it was, you know, initially mm-hmm. a, a possibility that you couldn't say, no, that's dead wrong. <laughs> it's a funny But we can though. now. No, that's yeah, dead wrong. Yeah, no, it's wrong. not. It's just wrong. It's just wearing a, <laughs> a silly costume. Okay. So there was that. Now, um, I thought we should spend some time talking about this new uh, blog about the Star Trek Mary Sues. Yes. Um, you, you sent me this link, and you asked me, was it mean or funny? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait. It just went to the wrong link. <laughs> we will post the link up at the blog for people who want to see it. And it's been updated pretty recently. I was looking through it today, and there were... New things being posted almost every day. Okay, here it is. Yes, yes. the Star Trek Mary Sue's. And um, I think it's funny, but the reason I think it's funny is I think it's okay. a put on. Just like our Tim Monkey Lover was funny because it was a put on. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to say that the day I first went to it, the initial picture that came up was I, I loved it. It was so rockin', even though it had, you know, definite uh, manga flavor, which I normally don't go, go for. But, um, yeah, it's, it's the April 26th drawing. She is, well, she's not manga so much as she's just weird, but she is a, a fierce, rockin'-looking Mary Sue. Oh, um, we should explain, I guess, where this stuff comes from. Okay, yes. Just, so the person who has put up this Tumblr, and I, I don't know who they are, um, has been scouting around the net, and especially an art community that's called uh, Deviant Art, and it's where people put up their own characters that they've drawn f- 
that either are completely original, like not part of any fandom or universe, or they are characters that they've invented to go in different things, or, or just their own take on certain characters from different either manga or science fiction or fantasy. So there's a lot of art, and some of it's quite good, and some mm-hmm. of it's really, really crappy. And um, what they've done here is to look for specifically Star Trek characters that are original characters that are really, really over-the-top Mary Sue-type characters. Well, and the, the some of them, I think, like I say, I think it's a put-on um, in that I think some of them are made up to yes. be funny. I, I agree with you, yeah. And, and the one that totally cracked me up, and I can't even find it now because there are so many of them, was this one who had the greatest Mary Sue name ever. <laughs> it was Chaos Kalinga. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a put-on one. <laughs> but I agree with you. It's a great name. Um, because, first of all, Chaos was spelled with a million vowels and started with a K. And, and uh-huh. you know, plus the last name. Here it is. Oh, no, it didn't start with it. It's C-H-A-I-O-S, Kalingus. Oh, God. Her name is Chaos Kalingus. She is 19 years of age. She is three-quarters Vulcan and one-quarter Klingon. She went to Starflet Academy at 12. See, it's like a rude person thing with the spelling. Mm-hmm. And finished at the age of 13 because she is so super awesomely like smirt. <laughs> And her history is is just amazing. Do you want me to read it out loud? Oh, please. Please do. Okay. It's so good. And I'm going to read it as much as I can in normal English, but you just got to, I'll point out the really fun misspellings. Her mother and father were star-coursed lovers, and when her grandparents found out her mom was Klingon sex, has Klingon sex, her mom was exiled from Vulcan and was forced to live on another plant. Her mom moved it to earth to hide in sham and secret. Her mom married and human, so she has a man to help her bring up chaos, but he did not like chaos when she was born because she weren't not like other Vulcans. He did know her mom did it with a Klingon. <laughs> did it. <laughs> Until she was 12, she lived with her mother and stepdad, but her stepdad hated her because she was weird and didn't like boys. She liked girls. So she went to Starfleet Academy, which apparently is where all lesbians go. She is so super smart that at 13 she joined the USS Enterprise and became captain at 15, the youngest ever. And this is followed by six exclamation points and the number 11, where this person was so excited her finger fell off the shift key. She did not make a lot of friends because she had no confidence as she was always told she was weird and oogly. She was part Klingon. She becomes best friend with a kid who is also super smart called Wesley. They become close and she confids him that she is a lesbian. But I like that spelling of lesbian. <laughs> but keeps it a, a sectert, which I believe is secret, who she fancies as she is having a secret affair with Dr. Beverly Crusher, hus mom his mom, and the only people who know about it is the ship's counselor, Diana Troy. Eventually, she confesses her love to Wesley about the affair, but he didn't care because he knows all the pain that chaos has ciphered and wants her and his mom to be happy. So anyway, that's the story of Chaos Kalingus. And right below it, it says five notes, but you can't, which I'm assuming is comments, but you can't, you click it and nothing happens, so... 
I think they're mostly people just um, agreeing. Um, but, you know, some of these are just, uh, they're not even, they're not even things that you could imagine in a real universe. Like, here's one that's a crossover uh-huh. between Star Trek and uh, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> ow, ow, ow. <laughs> and it says, um, so here's the guy. This is a Pokemon character that's called Lucario. And in the Pokemon universe, Lucario is one of the Pokemon that can talk, or one of them can anyway. So I guess that makes it all right. Okay. And it says, um, to boldly go where no Lucario has gone before. Meet Richard. Good name. Having proven himself an incredibly intelligent man rising through the ranks faster than many many he comma at the age of 29 comma is at the rank of commander having served as the chief science officer on the reimagined enterprise gaining command of his own ship the nova class science vessel the uss oregon named after an important human province known for its legendary setting in relation to farming (sighs) that was one sentence it's a long story also he used to be an exotic dancer (laughs) whoa And then it says, but hey, I think exotic dancers that might be bisexual are underrepresented in both Pokemon and Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) And frankly, in a lot of other media. Too often gay or bisexual gets this unfortunate stereotype displayed. We as a society should be past that. Yes. So for those of you wanting to write some fan fiction, um, exotic dancers that might be bisexual are underrepresented. So you should totally, you know, do some of those stories. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and uh, that would be an exotic dancer that's possibly bisexual that's also a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so don't forget that. Well, this is an amazing site. And I have to say, I am now a huge fan of Chaos Kalingus. <laughs> and if I were going to start writing fan fiction since I was accused, and probably still am in many circles, of writing Mary Sue, I would, you know... I would forget about Brant and just start writing Chaos Kalingus fic. Even though Chaos she's Kalinga. TNG. I think one of the other cool things about this as you look through them is that you immediately um, start to see all the the tropes or the things that are common to all the characters, like the weird eye color and... Um, and the, being way too young. Way too young and also having mixed parentage. Like they're always a quarter this and half that and this kind of stuff and then they usually have some kind of like tattoo somewhere maybe on their face or on their arms or something like Mm -hmm. that and um yeah there's just a lot of of stuff and there's also a lot of stuff about them if they're female characters like they're really as mary sue's are supposed to be very sweet and cheerful and all that but when they get mad they like go out of control so we will post the link to the Mary Sue Tumblr, and yes. you guys can all check it out and tell us what's your favorite. And they do accept submissions, I believe. Well, so, yeah, it looks like it. So, so um, if, if you find something, please feel free to submit it. I think that would be good. Um, I, I, in a way, I, you know, in a way, the, what I consider to be Mary Sue's are, are usually kind of creepy or weird. But in a way, it's kind of encouraging that, in a strange way that there's so much of it out there that people are just like, oh, fuck you, I don't care. I want to write this and draw this. I agree. And it seems like a lot of the stuff on this blog has been inspired by the movie. Yes. Um, So I think there's a resurgence of interest in Trek just because of the movie. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, for anybody who was writing outside whatever was mainstream when they entered fandom, in my case it was KS, um, it was a real uphill battle to write what you felt like writing. And so I say, you know, more power to, to these strange little 13-year-old girls who have <laughs> lesbianic affairs with a grown woman, you know? <laughs> or, or who are exotic dancer Pokemon that may be bisexual. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, go. <laughs> moving right along. Okay. Um, speaking of fan fiction, you found this very well. No, someone told us about it with the the fan fiction with the weirdest accent ever. Yes, one of our listeners sent this to me, and I want to um, to first explain why I was scared of it because it said. Um, I believe it came to my personal account rather than look at his butt account, but I would have been confused anyway, so no problem. Um, it said, you haven't done a fanfic in a long time, and I initially thought they were saying me, personally, Kitty, had not written a fanfic in a long time, which is very true. And um, here, here's a, a great one. And so I go to this, and I, like, freaked out. And I thought, oh, my God, this person thinks this is a great fanfic. And then I went back and reread what the person had written, and I read the fic, and, and I realized, no, no, they're saying, you guys, not you personally, haven't talked about bad fanfic in a long time, and here's one that should, you know, really, um, you know, be shared. So um, this is a crossover between the Land Before Time movies, which I've never seen, and, um, and Star Trek. And... Um, it, and the central character is Mr. Spock. It says, I tried to hold true to his mannerisms and behavior, which I know so well. Um, so do you want to read some of this since I read the Mary Sue? So this was the Captain's Log. I think it is actually Captain Kirk, but it says Captain's Log. Starfleet Command has given us an unusual mission. Travel back in time to the age of the dinosaurs and embark on an archaeological expedition to find out what Earth was like back then. We have just completed our slingshot around the sun and have assumed standard orbit over the Earth of the past. According to Mr. Spock's calculations, we have arrived in the era 70 million years past, where it was believed the largest variety of dinosaurs that ever walked the Earth existed. We are now preparing so to be So it's like down. whales with feet. Yeah. We are now yeah, preparing okay, to cool. beam down the archaeological teams to the surface. So that's the setting for this thing. And okay. then it goes into the bridge crew, and they're talking about a bunch of stuff. But then when Chekhov starts talking, it gets really, really screwed up. And the writer has attempted to duplicate his accent, but it's I don't even understand what kind of accent he's supposed to have here. Because he well, says, the thing is... Yes. The, the, as far as I as I know, in the fanfics I've read, Chekhov's the written Chekhov accent, and even in profic, has become pretty standard. There's yeah. certain things you do. Like Kipton. this author, totally ignores these standards and has come up with her own written Russian <laughs> accent. It's it's like he's Puerto Rican or something. I don't know, but it's <laughs> it's mixed with something else because he says things like. South America, and America is spelled M-A-E-R-E-E-C-A, is still linked with Africa. Linked. <laughs> um, and then he and, says, and how, go ahead. He's talking to Mr. Sulu, and he, and he says, you lack a sense of ad adventure, Mr. Sulu. Mr. Sulu. <laughs> lack. Lack. 
Lewax. So all L's are followed by W's because you're so, winked. It's so weird. I don't understand and, it. Uh, how is uh, a Captain handled? It's spelled, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it, C-A-P-T-I-N-N-E, <laughs> like he's French or something, you know? Captain. 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 It's so very, very, very strange. Um, and it has 10 reviews. Um, and gosh, oh. does does it have a lot of chapters? I didn't even like skim to the end to see if it's got a million oh, chapters. Oh no, I that. don't know. I didn't uh didn't get too involved. Oh, no, but oh, let me read the end of it to you because this is great. This is how it ends. Oh, it's okay. just like an episode. No, there's only one one long posting. At the end of the two weeks, the Enterprise and the entire crew broke orbit and headed towards the sun to undertake their slingshot back to the 23rd century, where Starfleet Command was anxiously awaiting their reports on the Earth's past. It would be a report the admirals in charge will never forget or even believe. <laughs> and believe is in italics. Okay, what I like exclamation is point. that the ship... And the entire crew <laughs> broke orbit. Yeah, like like next to each other, parallel. And so it's like everybody synchronized their watches, <laughs> and at exactly you know ten fifteen, mm-hmm. we are all going to break orbit, right? That's right. <laughs> Here we go. Oh man. And 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 Kirk ended the report by by writing, and you should have been here yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think, anyway. That's what I think. Well, um, I got to say that um, I did not read the whole story. I, I read, you know, Chekhov uh-huh. and went, whoa! <laughs> but uh, I, I really do like that. I do like that strange accent. And you oh. know what's, stra- what's even stranger in many ways is um, when Star Trek encounters aliens in space, uh-huh. they almost never have accents. And this if they true. do, they're British. <laughs> you're, I guess you're supposed to assume that there's some sort of, like, universal translator thing happening. I don't know. Maybe. But, even in, but then when they're written in fanfic, they don't have um, accents either. You know, uh, Vulcans have certain um, grammatical things. Yeah. Like, you know... They are illogical or whatever uh, yeah. they say. <laughs> well, or no, like no contractions. Vulcans never use contractions. I think that, which is um, wrong. I mean, Spock uses contractions. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's true. But um, thank God they they <laughs> they didn't give Sulu an accent because oh. that that would have been too much if they'd all had accents. Oh man, it would have been painful to read. Like, how would you have even gotten through that? Well, there's Scotty and, and Chekhov. Scotchy. Which is Scotchy. <laughs> <laughs> which is more than enough accent for anybody. <laughs> really? Still Scottish and whimsical, hey, is, sir. <laughs> is Scotchy in this fic? I'm going to check. I, I'm going to do You know, a, I do didn't a, even look, probably. Or, or Welsh. Oh, well, <laughs> Chekhov calls him Meester Scott's team. Oh, here's, they're talking to Lieutenant Ahura, A-H-U-R-A. Oh, here, here's Scotty. Uh, Scotty and his young ensign partner were standing on a ledge and scanning the rocky area they were in. Anything, lad? Scotty asked the ensign. <laughs> the ensign shook his head. Still nothing, sir. Scotty sighed. 
Well, keep trying. We're bound to find traces of him eventually. So apparently, oh, here's, here's a little more Scottishness, <laughs> except it starts out Brooklyn. Well, what do you know? <laughs> I, I never thought I'd see some of those beasties this up close. So maybe Scotty is played by Ethel Merman here. <laughs> yeah, well, what do you know? <laughs> oh, um, apparently, oh, okay. Um, oh, this is getting weird. Okay, Scotty uh, is, is talking to Kirk. Wait a minute, and this is Kirk. Wait a minute, Scotty. You, you're saying that that dino down there said hello to you? Aye, sir, that's what I said. Kirk cracked a smile. Scotty, you, you're sure you didn't mistake a growl or a moan for... <laughs> moan? <laughs> There's a dinosaur down here gro- moaning and, and growling, sir. <laughs> <sighs> oh, and the dinosaurs know Spock. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Very interesting. And, and the ensign is the only sensible person in this whole fic because he says... Should we trust them? <laughs> nah. Okay, so you can just jump into this story anywhere and have a good time. That's okay. what I'm saying. We, we give it um, Oh, and wait, now plus. Scotty gets into a southern accent. Oh, cool. <laughs> Scotty nodded. I, I think, <laughs> I is spelled A-H. I think we should, but Starfleet Command is never gonna, G-O-N-N-A, mm-hmm. believe this. So Scotty's sort of an intercontinental <laughs> playboy. His accent's just wandering, just a wandering, just a wandering. Um, yeah. So uh, okay, and they're, they're, I love that the uh, the uh, dinosaurs are friends of Spock. Yeah, and uh, I love this sense, and I hope he's not a red shirt. We've had so many technical problems. I'm afraid to open the email and find out the name of the person who sent it to us because it could just blow everything out of the water. But I will say special thanks for sending that in. It's delightful. You know what I want to talk about next? I want to talk about the life-size enterprise. Oh, okay. Let's do that. Because that absolutely broke my heart. Um, For those of you who have been to or never been to Vegas, you know, there's the famous Vegas Strip where all of the the gambling and everything is. But there is also another part of Las Vegas where nobody goes, and it's called downtown. And um, so several years ago, they wanted to get some people to come downtown to have things going on there. And so they had asked, I guess, several different companies, experts, whatever they were supposed to be, to, to come up with ideas and submit them, you know, propose them to the council, and the council would pick one. And this person from, uh, from what was called the Goddard Group, I believe his name is Gary Goddard, maybe. I think that's correct, yes. Um, posted on the Goddard Group blog that they had responded with something called Project Enterprise. And what it was was they were going to build a live to scale, I mean the real thing, as big as the real thing is supposed to be, a real fictional thing you know what I mean, um, downtown to draw people there 
and you know of course there would be souvenirs there would be everything else there'd probably be a casino nearby and the whole thing but you know they felt the city would make a ton of money and so they came up with the designs and the whole thing and they they felt you know they they brought it to the city council or whatever it was and He's on the blog. He's got the illustrations. It is just amazing. It is, yeah. And uh, so here's here's what happened. I want to find that that one part. Um, yeah, he's talking about you know why they felt this was a good idea, and it says as we were working out the conceptual design and plan, a licensing contract was negotiated for Paramount Studios with the terms and conditions, including a substantial rights payment up front and ongoing revenue participation, all subject to the approval of the studio chairman. So Paramount stood to make big, big, big bucks um, on this. And it, apparently they were, they were told by Paramount uh, the studio chairman approval would not be a problem if the project was approved. And so the project was approved and... And it came down to this studio head whose name was Stanley Jaffe. And here's what he said, uh, or the, the Gary, whatever his name. All of our work, the effort to get Paramount, the mayor, and redevelopment committee aligned, everything had come to this moment. This is this meeting. We were ready to go. Money in place, land provided by the city, license for the property, negotiated with Paramount licensing, all set. If Jaffe says yes, they're okay to go. And the city wanted to announce this in a press conference very soon. So... With everybody there, this guy took Jaffe through the pitch, and um, and then he went into a speech that went something like this. You know, this is a major project. You're going to put a full-scale enterprise up in the heart of Las Vegas. And on one hand, that sounds exciting. But on another hand, it might not be a great idea for us, for Paramount. Everyone in the room was stunned, most of all me, because I could not see where this was going. In the movie business, when we produce a big movie and it's a flop, we take some bad press for a few weeks or a few months, but then it goes away. The next movie comes out and everyone forgets. But this, this is different. If this doesn't work, if this is not a success, it's there forever. I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, this guy does not get it. And he said, I don't want to be the guy that approved this and then it's a flop and sitting out there in Vegas forever. So instead, Incredible. he's the guy who didn't approve this great thing, which would have made Paramount a fucking fortune year after year after year. Mm -hmm. That's a much how better legacy. Was, <laughs> how long was the Enterprise experience there? I mean, yeah. it was there forever. And right. people were going through it every single day on tours every single day. The, uh, it would have been Star amazing. Trek is the golden goose that never stops laying eggs. For yep. Paramount. No matter what crap they put out there, yeah, it's still and that has make been proven money. over and over by the junk that that mm -hmm. is out there and the things people go to, you know, the conventions and everything else. I'm just trying to find when the 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 year was of about this. Uh, 1992. Mm -hmm. What a fucking idiot. Yeah, I like that you said that um, when you look up short-sighted in the dictionary, that guy's picture is next to it. <laughs> That's right. There, there he is, Stanley Jaffe. My Jaffe. God. I mean, you and I, 
I mean, I could, we would have gone insane to go to this thing. And if interest started to sort of flag, they could offer it special tours. And for, you know, $10,000, you could spend sure. the night in the captain's of room. Of course. Or, and, I mean, and people, people would have gone there for like a week because right. there would have been so much to explore. Like you would have spent every day doing a different thing, a different mm-hmm. activity and going to a different part of the ship and all that. Oh, Yeah. It would have been amazing. Plus, if they did it right, which I'm assuming they would, it would have saved the movies a lot of money because they could have filmed shit there. Exactly. Well, I was looking at the um, that site today, and on the front page of the blog, they were saying that they were overwhelmed with the number of people who had responded and how the story got picked up and, Mm -hmm. you know, it just went around all the the nerd sites. So who knows, maybe somewhere, somehow it'll be revived. Could happen. Maybe some some other city wants to, uh, you know, become a a huge tourist attraction. I mean, Vegas already had one attraction. Orlando's got a million attractions. Maybe Orlando Mm -hmm. wants another one. Or maybe someplace where nobody goes, like Detroit. Yeah, or or, or uh, Riverside, Iowa. Maybe they'll build it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be too wonderful. <laughs> it would be just well, like in the movie. Well, I'm just Nick. just thinking that Detroit is in such such terrible terrible yeah. throws, you know, and they're they're yeah. tearing down vacant buildings so that people don't set them on fire and having to cut back on everything. So clear a huge plot of that and uh, get the yeah. state of Michigan and the federal government to put some money into building the enterprise since they're not Build putting the it into NASA anymore. Yeah, really. And revitalize exactly. Detroit as a, a tourist area. Michigan is a beautiful, beautiful state. I grew up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so this is now the gateway to the stars and the gateway to all the, the wonderful lakes and, and everything else that there are in Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's great. I think it's a good idea. <sighs> so that was a cool story. Oh, it was very but cool. it broke my heart. It really. Yeah, it did. It did. Truly did. Did break my And yeah. do it soon so Bill can be there to cut the yeah. ribbon or to, to smash the champagne against the ship's <laughs> hull. <gasps> oh. Oh, we would so be there. That would be great. That yes. would be so cool. Yes. Well, look, I have um, about three sort of short bill updates, and then I think we should end this episode before my computer blows uh, up. I was going to say, I with our fingers int- crossed, yes. With our fingers crossed. So we'll do these very quickly. Um, and these were all <laughs> bill updates, which, of course, there are a million of them, but I've only selected three mm-hmm. to go through right now. So the first one is more of a Kirk update, and this was a very, very good video. I don't know if you saw this or not, but it's called How to Kiss a Lady. No. Oh, I will send you the link to it, but someone made a video called How to Kiss a Lady, Kirk Style, and they set it to the music um, Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. (laughs) (laughs) Appropriate. Very appropriate, and it basically highlights the thing that Kirk does when he's about to kiss a woman is that he grabs her by her arms first, Mm -hmm. right? And then he lifts her up a little bit, and then he kisses her, and then he takes her, he enfolds her in his arms. And it's a beautiful montage of him doing that with, you know, like 10 different women. It's, It's lovely, and the music is funny, and then at the very end, it comes to the part in um, Star Trek uh, 5, I guess it is, mm-hmm. when they're on, he and Spock are on the Klingon ship and Spock has just saved him and he grabs Spock <laughs> on the arm and Spock says, not in front of the Klingons. Right. 
It's so funny because it's exactly like him doing that in every scene that you've just seen. Yes. It's great. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, you have to post that. Post that link because I, I, I want to see post it. That. It's great. So that was really good. I like that a lot. Okay. The next thing um, was a note about Bill guest starring on a Canadian television show. And I was just thinking, you know, this is like the thing that he's doing now. He's guest starring on every show that there is. So this show is called Rookie Blue. Right. And I had heard and he was going to be on this and I had no idea what it was or anything. Yeah. So it's a Canadian show. Um, he will guest star in the season three opener. He won't play an officer. He will play a guy named Henry McLeod, a drunk driver with a secret and a serious grudge against the police. Oh, my God, this sounds like the stuff he guest starred in back in, you know, the 60s and 70s. How fun. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you know, he... That'd be good. That, that psych show that he was on, uh-huh. where he played one character's father, he was uh, on it again, but he, he just did almost like a cameo at the very end of an episode. So they shoot Rookie Blue in Toronto with mm-hmm. mainly Canadian actors. Um, so it looks like he's spending some time there and, you know, helping to enrich the Canadian film industry, which is a good thing. Well, and he just hosted some Canadian music awards. So Bill is giving, That's right. giving I, back I to Canada. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see that, that he's paying attention to Canada. It seems like he's really embracing that now, which is a good thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything okay. else? And then, uh, yes, I got one more thing. And okay. this sounds very intriguing. And I, w- I couldn't find any more information about this, but maybe you know. Um, this was on uh, the, is a press release from Epix. Now, Epix was the company that had originally broadcast the Captains, right? Mm-hmm. That was where they had debuted. So it's this um, cable TV station that you can get, but it's also, they, they broadcast things on the computer as well. So you can get a streaming thing for a subscription on your computer. And it says, um, Epics or Epics, I still don't know whether it's those things. <laughs> right. Let's say it's Epics. Let's just agree that it's Epics. Is expanding its slate of original programming by announcing new projects, including films centered on William Shatner. Yay! An original documentary, um, William Shatner's Get a Life, based on Shatner's book, will premiere this July. The film examines the mystery, longevity, and cultural phenomenon of Star Trek and its long-obsessed fans known as Trekkers. Now we're Trekkies. We've, so we've accepted that it. Was, so that's kind of interesting. So they're making a documentary based on his book. Well, and in, um, in something I read recently, I didn't hear about this, but somebody in interviewing Bill, you know, as part of the promotion for his, his touring show, Shatner's World, um, asked, you know, was he going to bring it to television or anything? And Bill said, we are doing some filming. Hmm. But um, okay. he, he went no further because, I, you know, I think he didn't know exactly where what they were going to do with all this, this film, maybe just store it in yeah. his garage. But, you know, so that's a possibility <laughs> that there will be like a DVD of, of Bill's live show. Uh, I would love to get that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I think we, we said that when we were um, talking about the show after we'd seen it. So I, I'm very interested to see what this documentary is that's based on Get a Life. Um, you know, whether it's going to be in the spirit of Get a Life or whether it's going to be one of those more like Trekkies where we're going to make fun of the fans. Mm-hmm. I, I hope it's more the former than the latter. But as always, Bill's involved in many things. He, Everything's going on all the time. He is everywhere. He's always, always working and playing and making things happen. 
this week he was doing so much shilling for the horse show. Like mm. every time I looked somewhere, he was on a TV show. He was on every morning show yep. talking about the horse show. He was in the paper. He was on late night talk shows. He was just doing everything. He he was absolutely everywhere. So um, and I keep, think I mentioned keep going, to you, Bill. Last time we talked that he was um, he had taken Elizabeth to see Cavalia, which is the horse show. <laughs> yes, and um, he was giving a little interview afterwards and saying how much he enjoyed it and how great it was. And, and of course, shilling a little bit for them and saying, oh, yes, well, Cavalli is going to be here for the next month or something like that. So there's plenty of opportunities for you to see it, unlike my show, which is only here for one night. <laughs> and there are still tickets available, so you should get them before the tickets sell out. Um, speaking of shilling for the horse show, I don't know if you saw this, but this is how bent and warped my mind has gotten through all of our, our <laughs> Shatner Trek adventures that you and I have had over the years. All I had to do was see the photo, and I went, oh, no, oh, my God. But those of you who have never seen this need to go to a Twitter feed because Bill tweeted as a promo for the horse show a short clip of our friend Tommy Turvey. Oh. God, oh no. And there was a picture of a poor horse laying on its back with Tommy Turvey sitting on its stomach. And I went, oh my God, Tommy Turvey is still there. I hope one of those horses tramples him to death. I really do. (laughs) It would be so fitting. I mean, I just, I I don't know. Maybe in my old age, I've become more and more of an animal lover. But the other night I I saw... um, a special on on bears saw just a little bit of it. And it was really interesting, and that it was on the news. It was a little clip about something, an amazing thing a bear did, and a, a wild bear, you know, on the wild. And the very next picture they're showing is those poor bears that ride bicycles in the circus. Oh, and I'm that's like, horrible. no, you know, I just it's no, hard for me to no. to to in, enjoy some of those things. And I'm with you. Yeah. I hope. The horses do do kill him, and you know, like we said, we know when he's not around, the horses mock him in, yeah, in they their do. horsey so maybe, way. Maybe this will be the year that he gets trampled by his own horses. <laughs> that would be good. I'd enjoy that, and I bet Bill wouldn't stop it either. He'd just let it happen. That's what I think. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. I want to wrap this up before my computer explodes. Yes, I'm, very I'm, worried I'm so glad we somehow managed to beat technology into submission and get this show out to you guys. I yes. hope the sound quality is such that everyone can make it through to the end. This is true. So send us your, your thoughts, your comments, your suggestions. And a better iMicrophone for me. <laughs> yeah, better iMic. Send um, us that. Just anything... Anything that you want to send us, send us, and we'll talk about it on the show. We love your emails. We love everything that you send to us. Yes, it keeps us going. Like I say, sometimes we go, you know, a while between shows. It's not always easy to schedule this, but we are continuing to put things on the blog and especially on our Facebook. So you definitely That's want right. to be following us on both of those. And do we have a Twitter feed? Oh, we do. It's my own Twitter feed, but I, I people can check it out. And most of what I do is either retweet stuff that Bill tweets, mm-hmm. or I tweet things that I think will be of interest to the people who listen to this show. And do our Facebook posts automatically go out on that tweet, Twitter? They do. So okay. if something shows up on Facebook, it, it automatically goes to the Twitter feed. Okay, so. so you have no excuse for not being as informed as we can possibly make you. 
This is true. This is very, very true. So until the next show, we'll say goodbye for now, and there will be another show sometime soon that will not be ridden with technology errors. We, I'm, I'm we gonna hope. Keep my fingers crossed. Okay. <laughs> live, okay. Live bye. long and potluck. Bye bye. <laughs>